Listening and watching and streaming, yeah. and I'm gigantic in my camera again for some reason. You are, know. yeah. That's crazy, man. Chris has the vibe of a man in front of a computer screen. <laughs> <laughs> the soft that, blue. Is it just right here? Did he get? As we much... said beforehand, I'm going. I'm here to talk about critical race <laughs> yeah, did you get much whiter? Did you all of a sudden get much whiter since last well, week? It, it seems like it is Wisconsin. It is Wisconsin in the fall. Yeah. So is your beard? Your... We're not starting to not see the sun. So I think your April. your beard is really bouncing the blue off of that <laughs> monitor <laughs> and that <laughs> little uh, gray, a little gray there. Can, uh, yeah, Santa Claus. Yeah, we all yeah. we'll become uh, silverbacks, right? Yeah, not me. Fuck that. No. I will it not to happen. No, I think that's, I think that's it's uh, around comics is brought to you by Grecian Formula. All right, old men and Tom, two old men and Tom. I got some grays in my beard, but I've uh, not. Um, I've maintained a non-gray beard. It comes. It comes, yeah, Tom. I'm sure Mine, at some point it will happen. Mine's multicolored. Yeah. It's not long. Um, I think we have comics to talk about this week. Comics. Comics, or we could just talk about Dune. Dune. <laughs> All right. So, so Tom, I'm going to throw this out there. Dune. I, um, yeah. I appreciate you wanting to talk about Dune. And we're going to talk about Dune. But there is a price that you must to pay. pay. There's a price that you must pay. Uh, you know, here's the thing, guys. ACTV is on... One of the most, one of the days that I am the most locked into the culture other people care about. You know, I got Packer games. I got Halloween. I got, I got these things. You know how many pieces of candy I I gave out? Eight hundred pieces of candy last week. I'm going to give you a Halloween pass, but this Packer bullshit has got to stop. They're my team's good. (laughs) I won't watch them. Fuck you. I'm gonna give you a Halloween pass, but this Packer shit has got to fucking stop nah, because that uh, one I don't want to fucking hear about it. Six, you know, like I'm. I think I'm gonna mutiny. I'm with Tom now. I can't do ACTV any longer. <laughs> I have to watch the Packers too. It's, yeah, I'm becoming a Packer fan. <laughs> Fuck the Bears. I'm on the Packer bandwagon now. Well, you can you can hate the Bears and the Packers equally. Oh, and that's well, okay. I uh, no uh, bears more than bears fans. Well, my... yeah. All right, we might have because a quarterback. We, They're gonna get because... him murdered, but oh, <laughs> he's yeah, gonna, gonna die. Gonna before... No, it's it doesn't matter he's as long as die. that ownership group is, is still there, and as long as. The McCaskies on that team, they're gonna be terrible. I don't want to fucking talk about it. I hate football. Fuck the Bears. You don't want to go Packers. out to Arlington oh, Heights? No, I, I don't do. fucking care. 
But I do that. care about Dune, and we talked about it on Sunday on AC. Dune. If you were a oh, okay. well, of this here show, you would listen to, and it would be amazing because for like five dollars a month, you can uh, get access to all of our extra stuff, including AC TV and Tom versus. But since Tom had Halloween duties, I'm going to give him a pass, and yeah, I want to know what Tom thinks about oh, Dune. I didn't fall asleep. Dude, it passed so, the Tom. It test. passed the Tom test. I stayed awake. I, I, um, I watched the whole thing. I stayed up way past my bedtime. I watched it all in one shot. Yeah, it was great. And? Yeah, I loved it. He it loved was cool. it. It was like a weirdo. It's like a totally. It's it maintains the spirit of what Dune is, which is just like a weirdo side, like. 60s 70s sci-fi like you know pre pre star wars like psychedelic weirdness Super hard sci-fi sci yeah like they've made are, are, you, are you are you like sal and i who sal you never finished reading the book dune right i think I, i'm well i will say this I had tried reading it once about i don't we know when we were talking about, about it a while ago i got about a chapter and a half in, and then I yeah. went away from it. Um, I, I, after I, watching, I, the movie, I've though, started Dune like ten times in my life. Yeah, after I love the first book. I've read it multiple okay. times. The rest of them I do not enjoy, but I I after, like the first one. After watching the movie, I decided I want to go back and read the book because it kind of made more sense to me. Which is, uh, it's a very, uh, in a lot of ways. It's more, um, it's much closer to the book in, I think, in spirit. Yeah. As opposed to the Lynch movie, which I still, to this day, enjoy that movie. Ugh. Yeah. I mean, the problem with the Lynch movie, you know, <laughs> David it, Lynch. It, it, fair, it is what it is. And I enjoy it. To for be what fair it is. to the Lynch movie, to be fair to I, David Lynch, yeah, he doesn't yeah, like, like right it either. Right now, Sal is a fucking Lynch movie. Yeah. He's, to be fair, though, David Lynch also doesn't like it. So it's not like it was his I version. like that movie. I'm such a weirdo. But I like well, that movie. the thing that Quit they did lying. really well, the thing they did really well in the new one is I think that um, they gave the actors room to like act as opposed to, you know, in Reciting the Lynch weirdo come. Like, yeah, yeah. In the Lynch movie, they never quite, though I enjoy a lot of the actors in the movie and I think they get, were quite game for it. You never quite escape the idea that they're reading lines uh, to each other. Like there's not oh, a lot of moments yeah. where it's sort of like, it's a really stiff movie. Yeah, like it it's it like, or it's like, oh, you know, like kind of believable, and you know, goddamn that Timothy Chalamet, he's a good actor. That Isn't was right, he? Yeah. For a right? Goofy right? looking little twerpy, yeah. long haired goo ball. Yeah, he's a really good actor. He's he, yeah. I see why everyone keeps talking about him. It's like, oh, all right. He didn't yeah, even he's... suck on SNL. Surprisingly, no, he was good on it. Yeah. But yeah, he did such a good job in that character, you know, of like buying that he's the the combination of someone who's like uh, has been sort of manipulated into being something he doesn't quite want to be, 
you know, and like sort of the fear of that, of like, oh, like, you know, the fear that I'm going to start essentially like a, a war across the universe. Like, that's my fate of what's going to yeah. happen. And like, it, it's, it's difficult understanding that you might be a messiah. Yeah. And like the, right. But still keeping him pr pretty human, you know, and like, he's like, uh, like approachable or you like, you, know, you can empathize with them. Right. And I think, they did such a good job with all the roles in that movie from his, from Oscar Isaac as the father to like. Well, uh, is, is, is Paul, Paul's the POV character in that book, right? Yeah, but you leave him sometimes. He's not, it's not always through him. Like he, there are moments where he's not yeah. present. So but, like. But, but he's the one that you always come back to. Yes. Yeah. And like, you know, they did such a good job. I think of like casting all the characters and giving all the people room to sort of like i don't know you like his dad and you you know like yeah. you like you know jason momoa is just like an extremely likable action hero right so like you use that to his full Go advantage ahead. by making him yeah. the character that you're supposed to like yeah. like a lot and be disappointed with what happens ends up happening to, you know like it's they did a really good job. I was like, ah, oh, this is like cool, yeah. but they didn't lose all the weirdness either. Right. Like the, there's still weird stuff in it and they're still like crazy spaceships and they're still like, like really huge epic battle scenes that are kind of crazy. And like, they didn't, they didn't get caught up in like, we have to explain what a mentat is like, you don't like that's actually not important like yeah you get what yeah. that care those characters are supposed to be they're like the advisors to these guys you don't need to like have like this weird moment where you explain exactly what they are because yeah. it's not really important to the heart of the story right like you yeah. understand their role and, and like and what they do but like you don't need to like go into their history to like no, get no, it. It's, it's yeah, it's 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 an organic thing. It's you, what is interesting to me, and we can we can you know, kind of talk about it for a minute or not. Is that right now we have two of the arguably arguably most important hard sci-fi stories of all time that are being reimagined for big screen slash streaming. And Sal scrunches his face, but <laughs> Foundation, Foundation, and Dune are two of the most important hard sci-fi stories of all time. Uh, when you say important, I, I just don't know what makes them important. Uh, Foundation but... awarded greatest sci-fi story of like all time but like hugo awards at one point you know is it i don't know but but you know by that doesn't make it important that's no uh, <laughs> um i think i think foundation is an incredibly important hard sci-fi story you know it's it that is that foundation is written in the 1940s it is it is setting the basis for what we judge and view sci-fi stories today and dune is in that same category. I mean, these are like no no irony intended foundational sci-fi stories that we're now finally being able to see realized visually 
you know, through special effects, you know, modern storytelling, you know, et cetera. I think it's, I think it's really awesome to see these types of stories finally be realized. And whether you like the first three episodes of Foundation or not, it's still an important sci-fi story. It's something that whenever we were growing up, I mean, that was one of the... <laughs> I just, have, I, just I can't help but snicker at the idea of, of really any sci-fi story being important in in the, the like As, you know star wars kind of has its moment is it important would the world be a different worse place without it yeah i think so would, i don't know <laughs> i don't know if that's true I, you know I, th I think you know is it socially relevant yeah sure it is and i think that foundation is i think that that dune is i think that yeah there are millions of people that those stories are very important to and it, and it helps guide their their worldview. So yeah, I think Dune that foundation, I think that Dune, I think that Star Wars, I think those are all very important. Dune is a foundational stories. text for weirdos. Nerds and weirdos. Yeah. Nerds, the nerdiest yeah. nerds to like, <laughs> we have to talk about, you know, like I, I read all of them when I was at my nerdiest phase of my life, you know, ages yeah. 12 through 14, where like you're just like, Ugh, yes, I enjoy, you know, and I, I, yeah. so fucking Elon Musk read that fucking oh, book. Okay. And at some point, it's, you know, whether Once again, it's good or bad, it, it has, it has, so no, has it been it better or worse? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I don't know, dude. You're talking, I, it's relevant. Out. It's relevant. It's relevant and it's influential. Not to me. Now it, oh, Sure it is. I no, mean, it isn't. Dune and, and the Foundation are not relevant to me in any way. Sure, of I've never are. read they, either they, one they, of them. How could they be as relevant? Someone who drink, as someone who regularly drinks his own urine, Dune has been the foundational text of maintaining my <laughs> hydration. You notice they casually they don't mention that it recycles your urine. And I like the Dune implied. movie. Foundation's a pile of garbage. Uh, uh, you know that I was gonna want, say. Yeah, I want you to hang in there, man. It I really, was gonna say it's getting much better, dude. Yeah. You know, I remember how much I really loved the first book, and all the other books after it, if I remember correct. And I don't. Uh, the only thing I remember, there's two things about all the Dune books after. There's three things that that I remember. One, I liked each one less and less until I got to the last <laughs> one, and I was like, oh, okay, um, yeah. Paul. Uh, either Paul or his son become an actual worm. What? Yeah. Right, Paul, which no. Paul Paul died. No, it's Paul's son because Paul dies in the. Sorry, spoilers. Paul dies in the second book. And then uh, the Duncan Idaho comes back, which always pissed me off. But now, in hindsight, um, it's really a great commentary on like the diminishing returns of like. Uh, if I, if I if it came out now, I would think that it was a commentary on like, oh, you want this character back so bad? Here's like a shitty version of it, and we're gonna keep bringing it back and jamming it in your face. This it's isn't the real one. This is yeah, yeah, it's a great it's Red Hood over and over. Yeah, it's like here you go. You wanted him back so bad. You wanted him back so goddamn much. Here he is. Here's your fucking Jason Todd. Here he Suck is. It. We cloned him. It's like a shittier version. Yep. Here you go. You're going to get more of them over yeah. and over again. Yeah. Um, Wayne, uh, uh, Wayne says, yes, his son, Leto the second becomes a worm. Yeah. There you go. That sounds in right. Our, in our comments. Yeah. 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 There you go. Well, it's, yeah. It's good. I, 
I enjoy I enjoy the movie. I'm I think they've announced a, a part two, which will start filming in like eight or ten years. No. Spice guys, get high off that spice. Much like spice Tim- must flow. Much like Timothy spice. Charlemagne, I found it to be weird but approachable. So, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's, yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> the, and the six minutes of uh, Zendaya was great. Not speaking. I don't think yes. she did. She say like, anything? Uh, like with twenty words. Yeah. yeah. She'll, and it'll she'll be a lot in the the second part. Yeah, it was good. It was a fun. It's a foundational text. Foundation. <laughs> it was a, It's important. important it's enough. a Dune. Fa- well, a foundation can be foundational, and Dune should be like Dune. Ta- it's a Dune tastic te- text. <laughs> One of the base, the most. Yeah. You know, I like it. I like it for old nerds like us that you know this stuff that we were reading in you know 1984 is you know 1986 or whatever is uh, you know important again. And they're they're. Yeah. I don't know. I think we should bring bullying back. I yeah. think yeah. I think we the nerds are too confident now. Oh, for sure. And some people need to get you know. You don't stop reading Dune in public. <laughs> See, if I see you reading Dune in public, I'm like, it's, it's the new, it's the, you know, if, as as like ten years ago, the guy that had the portable uh, record player that would like listen to vinyl with headphones he, on in the he coffee shop. Shot. That is that is now the person who is reading Dune. I'm gonna slap that Dune, copy of Dune out of your hands, you fucking nerd. <laughs> wow. Yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, y'all want to talk some comics? Sure. sure. Better than uh, Foundation. Come on, man. Give it a couple more episodes <laughs> and let me know what you think because we need... Is, is Isaac Asimov getting added to our um, Cthul- who's the Cthulhu guy again? <laughs> List of guys. <laughs> I think I think Asimov and, and Lovecraft oh, and Lovecraft. Yeah, sorry, Tolkien yeah. are all to me in the same realm of way 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 <laughs> overwritten and high, high overrated impenetrable in, in, in high concept just way yeah. overwritten like the problem well, with I, all yeah. those guys is they think they're so fucking smart that they have to explain so much to people that it just mm, makes yeah. it dull who do you like but, the best you know, I, way, I who do you like the best out of the three yeah. out of the oh, three the of them two. yeah uh, i have an I answer mean, I, would say well, I mean i mean what what's your what's it, your what, Tolkien. What's your I would say, what's your criteria for just for like best? the one I enjoy the which one the you one like? you like the which one you well, actually that's different than best. Which one you actually like reading? We're asking subjectively ask what is the best. Subjectively, I, yeah, objective. I don't know who the actual. Yeah. Like, though as, I would as say Asimov, I think, Asimov, Tolkien, and and Lovecraft. Though I would, I guess, if we're talking objectively, I would argue Tolkien. I would also think might be objectively. Yeah, I think Tolkien, I guess probably. like as far as like style and like yeah, I would yeah. I would agree Tolkien yeah, out of Tolkien. those three. Yeah, I also enjoy him the most because I, yeah. I like <laughs> I the <laughs> who's the who's I the appreciate the, the least. H.P. Lovecraft was the most racist. <laughs> I appreciate that. And the most fucking impenetrable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Tolkien, oh, I don't maybe think so. not a great writer, but Lovecraft, you know, he, I don't cre- find he it. created a fucking genre, right? He so did, so did Lovecraft. 
Asimov, I found it. But that is good of genre. I find that's arguable. I find Lovecraft the most boring, but uh, Asimov the most impenetrable. Where, like, every time I've tried to read an Asimov thing, I feel like. What did he create? What genre did Isaac Asimov create? Sci fi? He didn't didn't fucking create sci fi. No, I didn't say that. I said Tolkien did. Horny robot. No, I didn't even think Tolkien. Tolkien kind of created fantasy, the modern, the modern, yeah, the modern fantasy, like elves and ents and hobbits and, Orcs and, and all that. Where, Tom Bombadil, yeah, because yeah, I don't, I don't think that, I don't think that I that Asimov created sci-fi. Uh, he created maybe hard sci-fi, um, the hardest and, and Lovecraft, <laughs> the hardest to read, the hardest hard to read sci-fi. <laughs> Hard, the hardest to enjoy. Who created the hardest to enjoy sci-fi? Yeah, I feel. Yeah. I feel. I, I. No disrespect to Mr. Asimov, as I. Uh, as I say, he's the hardest to read. I feel like I'm picking on the man. You know? I've read. Crazy. I've read Russian literature easier than. Well, that and, and that's what we were talking about. Foundation, and I think you know, on an ACTV. Sal's like, yeah, it's really hard to get into. And I was like, yeah, you kind of have to think of it as um, it's 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 Russian. You you kind of have to think of it like you know like you know like Russian literature. That's it's it's hard. Russian literature is full of like life, rich emotion, and like despair. It might be difficult to read, but they'll they'll give you an entire fucking you know emotional roller coaster in one paragraph. As opposed to yeah. Asimov, who <laughs> will write for fucking decades and not give you any emotion whatsoever. Asimov, yeah. uh, think about being with your most famous thing is you came up with the rules for robots. <laughs> <laughs> not really a character. Not guy. even real rules. <laughs> Just rules it's, it's, it's true. true. I, I do. Uh, I do love that there's some iRobot that gets folded into Foundation. <laughs> I'm a little bit of a nerd. All right, let's props talk about out to comments. the Asimov family. You get mm-hmm. your money, guys. Cash those, cash money. them checks. Get, yep, absolutely. Get that money. Uh, Sal, we uh, we both read a comic uh, this past week that I think we both enjoyed mightily by uh, one of uh, I think um, I think one of the one of the one of my favorite artists slash creators of the last decade. Um, Mr. Cliff Chang. Yeah, is he one of your favorite artists? Of the yeah, I think he's one of my favorite. He's definitely one of my favorite artists. I never really considered him like the uh, the full fledged writer, artist, inker, colorist. But How dare you? Yeah, he's he's doing everything on um, on uh, on Catwoman. Is it uh, Lone? What is it? Catwoman, Catwoman, Lonely, Lonely City. City. Lonely, Lonely City. City. No, uh, he's doing it all. It's yeah. the first thing that I can think of that he's written and drawn. And um, usually, when that happens, <clears throat> Tony Daniels, it's mediocre. Um, but um, yeah, I think Chang like absolutely crushed this. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's a black label book. I didn't know what it was when I picked it up, but I saw that you know uh, Cliff Chang was doing it, and I wasn't aware that he wrote it and everything when I picked it up until I opened the book up. But yeah, he, he's handling the whole shebang and uh, it's, it's a, 
it's where I like superheroes now, which is in sort of an alternate timeline not attached to anything else so that writers and artists can just kind of tell a story without it having to be wrapped up in some fucking bullshit event or tied in with 75 other goddamn storylines or you know hundreds and hundreds of issues of continuity and all that boring bullshit that modern comics is all about uh where this is just sort of a, a future story possibly an alternate history story where Catwoman uh in the beginning she's just recently released from prison um and she comes back to Gotham and she's sort of an older woman she at this point I don't know they don't really say how old she is but my guess is somewhere in 50, her... yes they do she's oh they 55. do oh she's 55 okay. yeah there you whenever the the bat cop does a scan on her it uh, gives her age she's 55 oh okay so she's a she's a middle-aged Catwoman and She's tries she's trying to get back into the game of being Catwoman and and uh some other things, but uh she's having a little difficult time at 55. It's not like it was when she was younger. And yeah. um knees knees uh aren't springy, back's a little cranky. I know how she feels. Uh she doesn't, I mean, she has you know some resources, but a lot of them are gone and pretty much everyone in Gotham is gone. Gotham is a much different place than when she left. Um, she's infamous now more so than she was before. I mean, as she's, you know, sort of going to get a coffee for $17 or whatever, $20 for a <laughs> coffee, $20 for a medium latte. Yeah. You know. Um, her, you know, her face is plastered all over the Gotham post. And, and, uh, and then we find out that, um, Harvey Dent, uh is the mayor and he uh he seemingly has his dark side under control he's kind of accepted it if you will and um i don't think uh selena buys it uh but uh that that is gonna kind of i think play out as the book goes along um their sort of animosity towards one another and um so yeah i i don't i don't want to give too much away of it really it, it just came out so i don't want to like spoil anything but there's some it's really fun like cliff chang has really yeah good. he has a really, really fun feel mm -hmm. for it and for gotham and the characters his character designs and especially sort of like these a little older middle aged like you see a middle aged killer croc which is very funny mm -hmm. with the with the flat cap <laughs> and the the got and the gotham knights jersey yeah. and he's like kind of half you know half in the bag in a bar which i love that it's at red tornadoes the original red tornadoes bar ma hunkle it's, yeah ma, ma hunkle she's, she's still tossing Tom, ma hunkle is in this book yeah there you go it's always good to see ma hunkle i mean it's like yeah, they're they're hanging at Ma Hunkle's bar, which is kind of a a safe space for you know for the the Gotham Underground at a time when Gotham Underground is is really heavily policed. And so, what I like it was a lot of social commentary on you know how much is too much when it comes to government intervention in the name of law and order and how we go about our daily lives. So there is definitely that undertone into it. And, um, you know, uh, Selena is great, you know, as always, I think 
I think Cliff Chang understands that character and her rebellious streak. And there's always the always the thing that she's wanting to like buck the law, but underneath that, she wants <clears throat> to do what's right. And so in this story, without spoiling it, she's trying to do something that is for the greater good, but she has to go against the establishment to do it. And so you root for her and against the establishment, which you, it, 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 it's done incredibly, incredibly well. And because it's Cliff Chang, it looks great. It definitely does look great. It's, uh, um, yeah, I mean, he, he handles the art duties on the whole thing and, uh it's it's a beautiful book and yeah really entertaining really fun i wasn't expecting yeah. it at all like i wasn't expecting to enjoy it nearly as much as i did um it was it was really fun and you know it felt like a not of that level but sort of like a dark knight returns or sort of batman what was the batman 3000 or batman 29 the Pope. yeah the yeah. pulp hope one Pope. you know that kind it, of it has it, it's got some it's got some darwin cook new frontier there there's there's one page there's a splash page where she's doing a misdirection with a smoke bomb against the the bat cops and and it's her jumping out of the smoke and she has this giant shit eating grin and it's this like joy of this character doing what she can do that normal people can't and i look at this page and i'm just like that is so darwin cook it it makes me happy and sad at the same time to look at this page i mean he just captures that joy of being a, a super person right yeah i think well, i mean I, I think cliff chang is certainly one of those artists that has sort of a retro style like darwin cook mm -hmm. that's a throwback he 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 looks so good when he's drawing dc characters because at least for me because you you just get that silver age feel although the artwork is very modern and and sure you know incredibly well done um it still has that feeling of the 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 fun from the silver age stuff um and yeah i i i don't know i mean it was all the i love how how he showed i mean we get to see the penguin we get to see um which was kind which was kind of almost like a you know i don't i don't want to go there too much but kind of a me too moment where she's like fuck you you dirty old man uh yeah maybe i don't know i i didn't really read it like that but um just the idea well, she, of like when when she punched him as she as he was um, basically saying that yeah, you can be a, a sexual you know a sexual you know object for my casino. Well, you offered um, her a job, yeah. man. It's like, hey, yeah, you know, you're fifty five year old Catwoman. I don't know, you you don't yeah. maybe the so skills here's, left. Here's that. Uh, I don't know. That's the that's the page I'm talking about where she's. Oh yeah, hard to see on the. Yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, just an awesome awesome page. But yeah, it was cool. I enjoyed it. Sweet. Tom, what do you have? Oh, you know, I've started a new job, so I don't have a ton. Uh, I've been, <laughs> I I caught up on some uh, some X-Men. I like to dip into the X-Men world. The the 
X-Men, I don't know, probably like the 50th X-Men series, the one that's uh, Jerry Duggan and Pepe LaRaz. That's mm-hmm. gone like four issues. And it's pretty cool. I like it. You know, like it takes place in the X-Men, you know, they're, they're still within the status quo of uh, the whole, um, you know, uh, having Krakoa be their, like, uh, uh, their home base and uh, there's a team now in New York City because some of the X the X Men have decided that they need to sort of participate in being superheroes. You know, they need to show people that they're they're not just the scary mutants who've uh, you know taken control of their own destiny. They're also you know still here to help people. Um, and yeah, and it's good. I mean, it's like an interesting uh, mix of characters. I always like you know I like Jerry Duggan's writing. It's always like got like a very nice like light feel to it right not in a bad way but sort of like and it's always got a really nice pace it's just some like fun superhero stuff and i always like to dip my toe into the x-men world every once in a while and see what's going on and then when it starts to get to be too much just immediately remove myself (laughs) from it i'm like ah it's too much i'm I'm fine with just this i don't need 800 things you know and they've they've maintained a lot of sort of like the design elements from hickman right where like they'll have like a text page that sort of breaks down what's happening and you know like that's still very much the aesthetic that they've kept which is cool i like that aesthetic and i like the way they've sort of like treated the x-men characters and uh finding a way to sort of uh i don't know give them you know, give them a, a real vibe to them you know to have like an overarching sort of x-men story going to it so there's always like that backdrop of like you know now the x-men are not you know mutants aren't simply just the you know like beleaguered minority on earth they've sort of found a way to like claim a huge you know they've claimed mars they've set up a colony on mars you know like they've Mm -hmm. you know like they're not just like barely hanging on they're you know they're sort of perhaps taking their rightful evolutionary place you know you even get a a nice high evolutionary uh, sighting at one point in these stories so it's uh it's cool i enjoyed it some nice like just superhero comics what was the name of it uh, of that particular run or what was the it's just x-men it, it's on issue four is the most recent oh it's one. just the, just the regular x-men yeah just regular x-men gotcha x-men yeah it's like just a fun fun x-men story it is pretty simple it is always uh, a thing with the x-men like it when does it become cumbersome like inevitably it's just like uh uh, inevitably yeah (laughs) inevitably it's just is that book it's just those characters (laughs) like there's so many characters there's like and i think one thing that is cool about it is it's not it's not just like here's a bunch of fan favorites put together right like they've take you know you have your Jean gray and your cyclops but you also have like newer x-men that maybe you don't know as much about who right. happen to be on the team with them and you can thank kind you of grant see, morrison yeah you can kind of see <laughs> different characters you know like the wolverine in this is his daughter it's not wolverine you know like you can kind of see like a, a interesting mix of characters and like you get to you know see them interact and you get to see you know how how they uh you know 
interact with each other and with the, the world at large, you know, and you see other superheroes kind of interact with them, which is interesting. The X-Men. Yeah. yeah, I did enjoy yeah. the Hickman stuff. Um, uh, I, but once again, it got to the point where it was just like, it started to spin out of control. Yeah, it's like just tell you know that whether well, I don't know. Well, I mean, it's it can't, it can't help but do that. I mean, a, they tried to you know what the last kind of nice reset in, in this. I sound like that's an old fucking fart. Um, X Men First Class was great because it's like, oh, okay, I can jump into this. This is great. Yeah, I mean, I think Kickman did a great job of like setting up the X Men, like I said, to have like a like uh, the their sort of like baseline of what's happening in the X books is different and very like interesting and places them in a much different place than you know if you had read the X Men before Hickman sort of touched them and then read it after you would be like oh okay like interesting like this is different and uh, I think it's the you know the problem with the X Men is. They're extremely popular. That's I was going to say they're a victim. And the of their inclination own is to pump out all your ancillary X books, <laughs> and like it becomes complicated because that's the balance you have. And then in a few years, you'll have to get some other creative team to like <laughs> reset it, and then you go through the whole dance again, where you eventually end up putting out too many X books. And that's comics. Yeah. But I mean, I, I do give credit to to this book for, you know, like, also I think the X-Men fall victim a lot to nostalgia, even more than I think all superheroes are victims of nostalgia, right? They're all victims of like, like, let's replay this thing from the past. Like, it's pretty much what the genre within the big two is built around as well. You know, like, how do you recombine old things in interesting ways but i do think sometimes the x-men because of their popularity popularity for very specific versions of them right like there's the people that love the x-men from the cartoon right and there's people that love the claremont x-men there's these really powerful nostalgic points yeah that like the X-Men end up falling into where it's like, here's a book that puts the Claremont X-Men together. And here's a book that brings the cartoon, you know, like there's these, yeah. they have, there's like, I don't know. It's we've fractured. talked about this before. It's a very yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, my, my heart, my heart is a burn Claremont yeah. X-Men team. It's, that is my, if you say, Chris, what is your version of the X-Men? I'm gonna give you a burn Claremont, yeah. like late seventies, early eighties X Men team. There's a whole other generation that is a John Romita Junior Claremont um, X Men, and then there's a whole like 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 three four times that size group that's like, oh, it's the nineties cartoon. Yeah, and I think yeah. you know Which we talked based about on all of that. We talk about that, you know, we've talked about that with the Doom Patrol and the Hulk and like mm -hmm. what's the sure. definitive in your mind version of the X-Men? Well, the X-Men have, you know, because, I mean, yeah, when you um, think about it, before there was the Marvel movies, you know, were the X-Men kind of like the, I'm saying this out loud without thinking about it ahead of time. They had sort of made their imprint on popular culture 
to a much larger degree than I think just about anything else had before yeah. the Marvel movies yeah. kind yeah. of yeah. like because of the it's been Ninja Turtles, thing. I would say, would be the yeah. only other thing. Yeah. But yeah, yeah well, for like, sure. it kind of like yeah, the '90s of, cartoon was huge. Yeah, and then the you know the movies existed. Like they had a they had an outsized popular culture stature, like beyond the other Marvel characters, like far beyond yeah. the other Marvel characters. So yeah, there was I, there was a point there was a point where Wolverine was probably from a you know zeitgeist pop culture standpoint as recognizable as spider-man if yeah. not more so like uh i think yeah. that plays into it too where they're like they've uh yeah like they have the realities of the movie making process where marvel <laughs> you know like marvel makes avengers movies you know like now they'll start making x-men movies i guess i think that's what the deal is but you know like the once they got into the movie business, like all of a sudden these other characters are now sort of like getting that attention. But I yeah. anyway, like the book, yeah. fun act. I, like I, 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 I love in our comment, yeah. I, I love in the comment section that Joe uh Gluzik, who I love, is throwing shade on one of my favorite X-Men stories of all time. Well, which story? The the Paul Smith drawn uh blood <laughs> It's one of my all-time favorite X-Men stories. The Brooder? I, you know, the Brooder. Oh, yeah, but Paul Smith drawing that yeah. Brood run, that was some, that was some seriously awesome shit. Yeah, and was it, yeah, was it playing off the Ridley Scott alien <laughs> movie? Yeah, because that's ah. what fucking comics do. Hell right? yeah. Hell yeah. What are your, uh, who's like your favorite X-Men? Not, and not like... You know, other than the obvious choices, maybe something that's not, you know, one of the real ma main. Like, is there an X, another X Men that you've really liked for whatever reason? When I was a kid, what a hard call. <clears throat> when I was a kid, I I loved the New Mutants. That was like my favorite X book, mm -hmm. and I always it was always like I love, I loved uh, Doug Ramsey because I just thought that was like the Mm -hmm. the most interesting character and well, i should say you know one cool thing that hickman did was find a way to make doug ramsey again like kind of an interesting character beyond just like he's alive again you know <laughs> like that i always loved i like that character because he was so you know his power was like one that in practical reality would be so useful Whereas, but in comic book reality, it was always the tension of like, well, what does he do? Like, how is he going to like defeat anybody, right? But like that idea of like a character who he's inherently in danger all the time. His power doesn't protect him for anything. He's not like going to fight anybody, right? And like the whole idea of him dying, you know, being like, yeah, it was fucking, you know, like I still remember that new mutant story where after he dies, and I think it was, it might have been a Secret Wars crossover one where when that was when Magneto was in charge of the school and like he's like devastated by Doug dying because it's sort of like he's a kid at the school, right? right. And like he shouldn't have been doing these things. Like this like he obviously he was gonna die. Like he couldn't <laughs> fight. Like there was like the, and he's, the, an office, he's an office worker. He's the, yeah, he's and they're like running around. Yeah, and he he dies, and it's like 
I don't know. There, I thought there was always something really cool with the way they treated that of like being like, this would be a big deal. Like you, these kids were kind of running around pretending to be superheroes and then one of them died. Yeah. And it's sort of like, well, yeah, that's the risk. And no yeah. one's in charge of them. No one's like taking care of them. Like every, they've been sort of forgotten by everybody. So I always liked him as, as a character because I always loved that story when I was a kid. Nice, nice. Chris? Scott, or, uh, uh, oh, Scott Summers. All right. Somebody other than one of the main. What? I can't pick one of the original five? No. Come on. Dig a little deeper than that. Besides, Cyclops sucks. <laughs> Does he? Eh, kind of. He's, he's a tool. He's always been kind of a tooly, tooly kind of character. Yeah. I don't know. Cyclops is. I, I just. I, I don't know. I was thinking more along, more outside of. Yeah. Yeah, those guys like Fine. Wolverine yeah, Pixie. or Pixie. Pixie. Why Pixie? Sure. You just because it's not Scott Summers. Oh, Jesus oh my God! Fine, you get that. <laughs> okay, fine, yeah, I guess you get you Scott get Summers. Way to really. Okay, fine. Sal, what's your answer? Um. <laughs> Well, I did love the new X-Men as well. I was a huge fan of the new X-Men. And I always liked Cannonball a lot. Yeah. But, um, he, I, cool, he, he was so artistically interesting. Yeah. That like was like when they would draw him. Yeah. And I always felt like he was a character that, you know, he just, he couldn't really control his powers that well. And it was almost like, you know, he, like Scott Summers. he didn't want to necessarily be, but I, honestly, I, the, the character that I always really liked a lot and i don't know if it was just because he was kind of like a wolverine you know wannabe but i always loved his the idea of the character and i always loved the costume was thunderbird i always yeah. fucking loved thunderbird and uh nobody's ever given a shit about thunderbird like he's just you know he dies uh you they know, make a reference to him in that the comic i just talked about oh do they the, the, yeah the, the, first one, the first one or the second one the first one first one hold on they, one because they talk about naming their plane after him oh nice and nice. then because a big part of the book is like the x-men they build John. like a headquarters in new york and like part of it is they build a museum to like mutants that have died, but they also name it after like uh, the fact that there was this black neighborhood in New York that got like torn down to build like skyscrapers because they're trying to like their plan. Like the plan is like, hey, we're we're participating in the world. Like we're not just about ourselves. Like we want to right like honor every anyone who's been oppressed or feels like they've been like put down upon you know like there's uh but yeah there is they talk about naming the bird the their plane after thunderbird cool that's the cool. only the only comic that my dad ever bought me my dad for christmas x-men 95 x-men 95 the death of thunderbird yeah, I mean, he was basically created yeah. to die. I mean, he was basically created to fail, and and yeah. and I don't know, but there was always something about that character. I was like, man, he was such a cool looking character, and the whole idea oh, that yeah. he was he was a Native American mutant, yeah. and and I don't know, I just always really liked that character. And then, uh, yeah, and then you know they did bring bring was his brother that came back, his or, brother, yeah, his right? brother. 
but at that point it was just like yeah i don't know I, john proudstar was was thunderbird and um they they just didn't really do anything with him i don't know i i always thought it was like yeah. he was just a cool character i i loved seeing him in the x he, you know he's in the x-men movie one of them at one point you know and uh mm -hmm. i thought that was pretty cool but uh yeah i just i always had a thing for thunderbird i just thought he was the i part of it for in no small amount is the costume the i think yeah. he has a cool oh, it's a great costume fucking great costume. costume yeah yeah but um yeah yeah, I, just, I mean, you know, from the time that we were growing up, I mean, obviously, I, you know, Kitty, you know, Kitty was the POV character for a lot of us, you know, at that time, she was, you know, at a time when, you know, the X-Men were established, and you were a teenager reading that comic book, she was the Peter Parker for for the x-men she was the younger character who was trying to you know, uh, i always right? i always related to wolverine <laughs> okay i don't sure. really want to be yeah. here don't really don't yeah. don't really want anything to yeah. do with this yeah. i can't believe I'm i always love i always love kitty yeah yeah oh well, i mean and she had you know like when she had her uh mini series i think that was a big yeah you know sort of she was changing her fucking name every shadow cat you know? yeah um right yeah right that was a terrible idea uh but yeah yeah it can be it hard when you're a teenager it can be difficult it can be difficult exactly. to find yourself yeah. yeah so she was the the, the teenager character when we were, you know, preteens and teenagers you're getting a real glimpse into like what like 12 year old tom Reading Dune, Doug Ram <laughs> Doug Ramsey's his favorite New Mutant. <laughs> just like a sad Doug Lock. Just a sad no. Not, not a Doug Lock. You're not a Doug no, Lock. You're, you're anti Doug Lock, huh? No. I love that character though. Not Doug Lock, but um Yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. his name? What, what was the fuck is Warlock? Name? Warlock was yeah. Warlock. No, Warlock was awesome. It was a great try. That's like can't that that what the new mutants really had going for them was like uh you could tell that artists really loved drawing their powers yeah. you know like cannonball you know he had the uh, awesome power and Senkevich doing new mutants and that yeah. warlock you know Doug if you go nuts with warlock and then you know like Even, oh. uh, what's his name the uh sunspot yeah he, you know it was yeah. kind of cool looking and yeah, I always th Rain too. I always felt yeah. I had empathy for Rain. Like she was such a sad mm -hmm. character in a lot of ways. I thought and what a great character. Yeah, for sure. The New Mutants yeah. were way better than the X Men in my like at, at that yeah. time. Oh, like, that, that time, sure. yeah. it's, uh, oh shit! I was gonna yeah. Um, that's why that uh, the whole X Men Asgard new mutants crossover yeah that's one of my all-time favorite stories from that from that time because it was the the that it was new mutants and the x-men and the new mutants basically establishing themselves as being as good or as up to the task of the x-men even facing gods yeah. well i, yeah, I, I love that story what i always loved about new mutants was that uh like they could jump around from so many different things from like, you know, warlocks, a science is a science fiction character, you know, mm -hmm. but then they could be in hell with magic 
you know, for or, a couple or, issues. Or, Dan, or Danny's, you know, indi you know, Indian indigenous people yeah. or with a demon there. Yeah. So like there is always like an interesting mix of what could what could happen in like a new mutant story. Yeah. Like, oh and wow. Then, and, then, like... and then quite often uh, you'd get Art Adams drawing it, which mm -hmm. was never never bad. Right. Mm -hmm. It was like, the space. It, like fucking you know you had Art Adams, John Byrne, and you know Bill Bill Sienkiewicz and Paul Smith drawn New Mutants. So you've got like four of the all-time great comic book artists are drawn those series, which is not a bad thing. Not a bad. Good. Not, and you had uh, Claremont and Simonson writing it. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. Good. Then, then Rob Liefeld killed it. <laughs> <laughs> Gave him all pouches. Gave him pouches, it. brought in that Deadpool guy. Cable shows Cable. up. Shatterstar yeah, and Domino. X-Force. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man. I was so fucking pumped for that. So <laughs> hell yeah. Like, yeah was let's man, kick some ass. Finally, let's yeah, exactly. It was great. Loved it. Yeah, I've got to read those so lead up issues of New Mutants before the Liefeld uh take over and see if they were really terrible or not. I have no idea who was leading up to that. Did you guys ever watch the um the movie, the New Mutants movie? No. Yeah, I yeah, I liked it. I, you know, I've tried to watch it twice because I really want to love it, and mm -hmm. I've I did not it. pass the Tom test either time. I uh, fell asleep. I right. do not no, it's honestly know what happens in that movie, even though I've watched it twice. <laughs> yeah, the, the gal who's uh, on the uh, who plays uh, Queen's Gambit is Ileana. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, I mean, she is Ileana. There's no actress that I could imagine them casting in that role. Um, it's the um, the older brother in Stranger Things plays Sam, which was fine. Um, yeah, it's yeah, it's I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Yeah, I just I I don't know. Someday maybe I'll go back to it. I just uh, yeah, I tried it. it. I tried I mean, it that, twice. I did. I I just I it did not capture. They tried to release that show that 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 movie for like five fucking years. So you'll never see a, a second one, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. I think it that that is a movie that had like the ultimate uh, amount of hurdles to try and get over to actually get released. You yeah. know, capped with a global pandemic. You know? yeah. So yeah, it was fine. It's it's a decent comfort movie. They don't all have to be great. Yeah, they do for me. No. They all no, they have don't. to be great. They can occasionally be just okay. No. Or sometimes not very good. No, I'm no, aging please. rapidly. I don't have time for okay movies. I have What do you need? I need what do you great need in movies. your life to fulfill your life Only as a comic book fan? What do you need to see? Great yeah. movies. What? What what are you waiting for now? What do you need to see made? Like Daredevil John Proudstar. I don't know. You need to I see. I don't need any of it. The, to be you honest, you need a great Thunderbird movie. I don't need anything. I don't. I, 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 I feel at this point I have too much. 
Right. Uh, I definitely right. don't need an Eternals movie. I know that. But no. Don't need yeah, that. Put the Tom Kidder's hex on it. No one's going to see that. Movie. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> it's good. When's the, when's the Venom like Ultimate Carnage movie coming out? Is that soon? I thought that came out already. Oh, Venom, did it? No, Venom yeah. 2? Yeah, that came out. That's how fucking spoiled we are. I was like, man, yeah, okay, yeah. I haven't seen it yet. I still haven't seen Shang-Chi. Mm. Uh, yeah, me. Shang-Chi. Well, that's not how they pronounce it. Oh, it's Shang-Chi? It's like Shang-Chi. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, did, did we did we read uh, DC versus Vampires? I did. I didn't. Tom? Now past Halloween, I'm done. Uh, <laughs> I read it uh, on Halloween. I read it oh, on Tom, Halloween. you should read it. It's, I enjoyed it. It's a... Uh, it's a good uh, vampires take over the DCU, and it's got and it's like the old school um, like Justice League, Justice League with like Zan. Like Zan is in it a lot, which is I uh, funny and weird. Isn't there already a Justice League story where they fight vampire? Didn't Chris sure, Claremont whatever. when he did he Justice did. League because he can't ever fucking leave vampires alone he's always got a jam a jam <laughs> vampire story in like whenever the x-men like whenever the like fucking a vampire was involved that was always those moments where i was like x-men versus dracula it's like okay i guess like like we'll see yeah. where this goes storm's a vampire now it's like uh, yeah you might be losing me here <laughs> losing me here a touch well, this is basically this, this, like yeah, uh, it goes right down that rabbit hole. Marvel Black zombies, hole, but hole. It's, mm, it's vampires. Vampires, yeah. All right, yeah. Uh, I'll yeah, give it. A, exactly. I'll give it a look. It was fun. It was fun. It's really pretty. Yeah. Super, super. super Otto pretty. Otto Schmidt, I think. Is yeah. The artist. Yeah. Really good. That was what attracted me to it initially. Was the art? I was like, ooh. And then, um, yeah. the story was fun. It was like it's a vampire story, but it's not. You know, it's a different kind of vampire story kind of thing. And it, but it is essentially like everyone's a vampire by the end of it. It's, it's, the, van- it's the vampire from I Vampire. But uh, um, yeah. it was it was like really fun, even though it was a vampire book. It wasn't like it. it- it has a little like 30 days a night feel to it. You know, it's uh, cause his art kind of has that almost Ben Temple Smith feel of like, you know, like dirty, grimy, you know, everything is, is dirty. Yeah. He's a lot it. slicker than Ben Temple Smith, but yeah, I know what you yeah, mean. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But it, it didn't have like an, a, like a, it wasn't a, like a dark, book you know what i mean not like, yet but i think it will be I yeah i think it might it. become that but it but i hope it doesn't get too dark i hope it doesn't like the tone doesn't mm-hmm. shift so much because i enjoyed the fact that it was fun and yeah I colorful. Mean, you, don't want it to be, you don't want it to be dc metal which is kind of what no the danger is is that it's going to be all of the heroes are fighting all of you know the villains who are not infected kind of thing well, but yeah it's yeah. gonna you know it's gonna be a it's gonna be a mishmash of of the not like horrible villains fighting with the heroes against established heroes and who's not vampires and who is and all that kind of stuff but yeah but it's pretty 
Ding. Ding. Time's Ding. Up. Dinner's done. I think that I think that means time's up. Um, if you enjoyed this uh, rambling conversation, we appreciate it. If you appreciate it uh, even more, you can head over to patreon.com slash around comics and become a patron and you can unlock all sorts of extra commentary and specials, uh, including ACTV, Tom versus a big geek show newsletters. Uh, yeah. Anything else we want to pump out on that Patreon channel. We appreciate it. When you do so, um, we got some fun stuff coming up. We'll um, we'll do some more ACTV this week, right, Sal? Yeah, I yeah, I've been got catching the... up. I caught up on. I finished Ted Lasso. I'm catching up on Whoa. Titans. Um, nice. I don't know if I'm going to get there on Foundation. We'll see. Come on, get those last two episodes of Foundation. We'll, we'll talk see. about it. But you know, Titans and Ted Lasso. I'll talk about Ted Lasso all night. Uh, no, you won't. What else? Uh, <laughs> you can leave us a voicemail at 312-967-6282. You can email us at info at aroundcomics.com if you'd like yeah. to get in touch with the show. Please do. We'd love to hear from you. Yep. We love the comment uh, thread on Tuesday nights. So thanks to Wayne and, and Greg and Joe and the rest of the folks that always uh, have their side conversations going on. We appreciate that. Uh, cool. Yeah. Let us know of the uh, who's your favorite what? Tolkien Asimov <laughs> <laughs> or, <laughs> or Lovecraft. Lovecraft. Who your favorite? Who's your favorite X Man and why? Or X Y? Wait a minute. Uh, Wayne said the gifted TV series had Jaden Proudstar in it. I don't even know what the gifted is. That an X Men TV? Is that a New Mutant TV series? I I heard of that, but I didn't think it had anything to do with Marvel or really. Wayne, I need more information. More info, please. I don't know. Yeah, I never. Uh, I never. I never heard of such things. John, why would John Prostar be in a show that I never anyway? It doesn't matter. He can I can figure it out. I can Google it at some oh, point. So we're gonna debate about lower decks and why I love it and why uh and why Sal hates it. I'm not gonna say anything about it because I'm not watching the shit show ever again. I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm gonna leave here and I'm gonna watch the uh the end of the second season of Lower Decks because it amuses me and I like it. Uh, okay. Uh, The Gifted was a New Mutant TV series. It lasted what? two seasons. Bullshit. Really? They did a shitty job of advertising right. that. <laughs> Must have been awful. Must have been awful. All right, guys. Always fun. Love talking with you. Um, everyone uh, watching and listening, thank you for, uh, for doing so on this here Tuesday night. We'll be back uh, again with more content later in the week and then back here next Tuesday. In the meantime, in between time, we'll be everywhere in then around comics. Comics. Oh my gosh, I didn't even mention Havoc. What a great character. Huh? Oh, just because he's a Summers. Another Summers. You just oh love my the Summers. God. I love the Summers and the Summers Brothers. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs>